Press on the button, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> okay. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Typical fashion. You know me. Get everything ready early and then boom, bidi ba ba. Hi, Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello. <laughs> Typical. We'll figure it out as we go. Warm it up here. Welcome back. It's a new week. It's a new week here. It's Hi, a new Mrs. month. Ryan. Hello. Oh my gosh, you're right. It's a new month, too. I yeah. haven't gotten to the date. I'm still bringing it in here. Getting ahead of me, Mrs. Ryan. We'll do a slow today. Whoa! Too much glow. <laughs> <laughs> this update is really screwing with me. All right. Well, we are back. Hello, everybody. Today is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2019. My name is Jay Ryan. This is Nicole <laughs> Ryan, and it's September. It's my birthday month. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset. Um, boy, I just shocked myself with the birthday month thing. I really don't think of – I'm not one of those people. <laughs> it's my birthday month. I know. You're so not that guy. <laughs> I grew up not really having a birthday as much because – you know why? Um, <laughs> I shared the same birthday as another family member who tended to, to eclipse. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, back to the show today. Our guest is going to be Matthew Levitt. Uh, he is a Los Angeles native, right? You're born and raised here, right? Born and raised, never left. Born and raised, never left. He's a, a playwright in the area and uh, is a very good friend of ours, Mrs. Ryan and myself. Mrs. Ryan, you actually used to work with Mrs. Levitt, who's not Mrs. Levitt. Is that yeah. right? But Mariah, his wife? Yeah. Yeah, so I we'll did. talk about that stuff when we get in here. But uh, very interesting fellow. We were at their wedding. My goodness, there's lots of stories to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Levitt will be in here in just a few minutes. Also, today, Mrs. Ryan, we have to talk about the weekend. We have to um, do some East Coast feeds. And okay. I want to talk about uh, an anniversary and some other stuff that happened uh, while we were gone over the weekend. So. All righty. So that's where I'm at. How was your weekend, Mrs. Ryan? My weekend was so much fun with you. Huge smiles on your face today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Great. I've gotten some f- things under control. What kind of things? Uh, well, infections are like a weird thing because my immune system's so shot. But right. like, so I'm used it's to always just fighting itself. Always. Yeah. So like, it sometimes when you have an infection, like you cut your finger on a soup can or something, it's no big deal. Right. But sometimes it lasts a week, and sometimes it comes back, and like because your body's I've, busy doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that since I have separate systems now, it if you allocate energy and attention on one thing, sometimes something else gets forgotten sure. about. Yeah. So I have to mentally align all the energy to accommodate everything. Sometimes. Yeah. Which a sounds lot. crazy. No, no, but it sounds Often. like a lot to manage. It, it's a lot, but I'm getting it better under control the more I get confronted with things I have to deal with. Oh, well, that's good. So so being slapped in the face with real life actually helps you grow? Yeah. yeah well, that's all of us, really. Yeah. <laughs> good <Welcome>. for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming around. <laughs> that's all of us. That's adulting right there. Um, all right. Well, the weekend, let's see. We left you with uh, Magnus Walker was here last week. How fun was oh. he? So great. Typical fashion. It was like I had so many things I wanted to ask him, and then on the day they didn't make it to the card, and or we just talked about other things throughout, and uh, and we were running out of time, and I was trying to wrap it up so quickly, and then he was like, well, so what else do you want to talk about? It's like, all right, and we went for another 20 minutes, so his time was less of an issue. He's so generous with his time. So generous. Goes it was to nice to see his car outside, too. Oh, I know. We, we went and checked out the 944 after. Oh, yeah. boy. 951. Brought back a lot of memories. They're coming back, man. Uh, Rodrigo bought one a couple years ago, and then Rolling with Rob just bought one recently. Oh, Same no color. way. Yeah, people are buying them left and It'll right. It'll be fun that to see some of them. Letterman one finally sold. 
I think I know why he doesn't have that car anymore. And nobody's nobody else is talking about it publicly. And there's if if I'm right, there's that's <laughs> if I'm right, that's the reason. <laughs> so I don't want to say it here. Okay. I would say it here just to clear. Like I'm pretty sure I know why, and here it is. <sighs> I'll tell you. I think I've told you. Did I tell you? I don't know. We'll find. I'll find out another time. Oh yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. When he's here, uh, we'll have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. You you did tell me that before. <laughs> it's because nobody else has ever talked about it, and if that's if it's on purpose, then I might be right. If it's not, then they just don't know, and that doesn't matter. It's so funny. Anyway, these 944s are back, and yes, it was nice to see Magnuses. <laughs> um, but the weekend, the weekend, we had a great breakfast club, very small, actually. Uh, I think after the last weekend was a bit of a bust. Little Huge gunshot. turnout, and then small uh, amount of uh, uh, openness from Newcombs. They were closed. Um, and then this weekend, of course, was the holiday. I always forget, too. So a lot of people were out of town. Yeah. Still I like do ten, too. Ten, 10 or twelve cars. So it was still still a bunch, but you know, wasn't it's as nice big to last see week. the people that are here. Like I remember that from when I was always like the one home during the holiday time, oh, and I too. loved it. It's my favorite. Yeah. So I the loved people at Christmas break all go to the local town bar or whatever. Totally. It's a, yeah, absolutely. And that becomes your own community, and like that's what it's about for me. So your family. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, gosh, there was other stuff too. I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, we did some other stuff. There was Malibu and muffins. We went to. Uh, do you remember what we did? There was a Cars and Coffee we were going to go to, but I will take oh, the blame for that one because my I got so confused that morning. Yeah, like, that was a weird one. Yeah, so and then Sunday, uh, I'm forget I'm confusing. We the did day. a bunch of stuff there though. I can't remember exactly what. Yeah, yeah. Well, there'll be a video for it. We'll watch that in a little bit. Okay. Not today, but uh, later in the week. Anyway, uh, on and on and on here, Mrs. Ryan. Feel like blah, 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 blah. the weekend was great. I enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get over to the East Coast feed. Check in over there with Danbury Chive. I believe we may still be in Florida for this. Ooh. I think. I think. I'm not sure. Roll it out. Mr. Mrs. Ryan, Brooke and the Casman. What are you guys doing here? How'd you get in my birthday? What the hell's D- going on? Still oh his birthday. God. Anyway, we didn't want to take the video outside by the pool because we thought for sure you couldn't see us. And then people would be all upset on the internet because they couldn't see what was happening on birthday oh, night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got back from the movies. Uh, we are going to see some random funny movie with Uncle Mike and Susan. They've already retired for bed. And we're just up watching something on TV, just hanging out, chilling. That was it. Having a good time. Just want to love you guys from Florida. Boynton Beach. Coming to you live. Club At Club Suzette. That's right. As you can see behind us, you get the pool. You have the jacuzzi. Fantastic. Anyway, love you guys. Oh my gosh, he's so great. So great. So that was the actual birthday night, it sounds like. Oh, well, that's a very nice, subdued birthday evening for that guy. It sounded late. It sounded like everybody else went to bed already. (laughs) I'm in a kudos, so that that continues. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you've been celebrating all month long. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The quiet night looks nice, Gaz. Uh, and Brooke wasn't checking her hair in that one, which was nice. I know, you good thought, job, she, she was, like, present the whole time. Good for both it of us. It was very nice to see you guys. <laughs> Let's see where you are now. I think this is just uh, Kaz, and I think we're back here, because you know, stuff from this weekend. Roll it, Hal. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Ryan, good morning. Steve Kaz here, back in Florida, back in Danbury. So, of course, you're here. Just thought of you guys immediately. We're at the body shop. Why are we at the body shop? Two Porsches. Targa. Um, well, oh. Jay, just for you, I thought you'd find this interesting. Look, it's a courtesy vehicle. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, 
So why are we at the body shop? Because we were getting off the plane last night, and Michael picked us up in his Sub-Zero SI, and we're at the bottom of the ramp at exit 5. First car at 10 o'clock at night, and um, we got smashed horribly from behind. Um, everyone's okay. Brooke was in the hospital because she got some severe whiplash. Um, and But she's doing good, just a little bit of pain and everything like that, but Michael's car is kind of fucked. So I'm about to take you outside and show you that. Um, but everybody else checked out okay. She is doing quite well. I've been with her all morning. And here is Sub-Zero. And as you can see, it is not a pretty picture. It is not happy. Not happy at all. Just want to give you a little bit of heads up on that. That was it, East Coast Feed, coming to you on a not-so-happy occasion at the Great B-Block area. Hope you guys are having a great day, and uh, welcome home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Oh, That's what's my. going on with the East Coast Feed. I'm glad you're okay, Brooke. And, uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I am, too. I'm glad everybody's okay. I'm glad everybody's I'm okay. Glad just a car, okay. no big deal. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like just, uh, I, you know, he didn't say like drunk driving or anything like that. It sounds like just an accident. Yeah. So maybe texting, who knows? Slid into something. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. All right, Mrs. Ryan, there's another East Coast feed, but we'll play it tomorrow because okay. uh, he's back at work. I want to bring up the Dave watch, but also I want to talk about the anniversary because also over this weekend was Late Show 26. Late Show 25, of course, was last year when we told the microphone story on this very this very show right here. Uh, but Late Show 26 is 26 years from the night that all of this stuff was new. That's crazy. So we'll go back to 26 years ago. What was, uh, well, let's see, this was Time Magazine 26 years ago. That's what was going on. He's tanned, rested, ready to, he's coming into CBS. It was when they were going on. And here's the first night over there at CBS. Jeez. Bill Murray spray painting Dave on this desk right here that I'm sitting at, that we are sitting at. And at the same time, concurrently, Jay Ryan was drawing pictures like this <laughs> while he was in school instead of uh, doing his work. Pictures like this, again, the stuff we're sitting at right now. He was doing things like this in the <laughs> local television studio instead of doing his work at school. All the same stuff. Same guy. Yep. All that. And now we're sitting at that, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> it's oh, pretty crazy, huh? I'll take it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I'm pretty sure I read that Time magazine. Oh, sure. So uh, over the years, the buildings, the, the, the story was that the, the museum that got the set uh, when the show was done with it, when they redid the set, they got everything, the buildings, they got the, 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 whole, the whole deal, the whole thing. And then over the years, the story we got from the museum was that over the years, little by little, they uh, deaccessioned stuff and, and let stuff go, and one thing led to another, and just, you know, piecemealed it out over the years until, until we were lucky enough to be the ones who stepped in when they said, oh, my goodness, there's only the desk and chairs left, and goodness, we're looking to get rid of those also. Um, so we were incredibly lucky about that. Uh, I would like to put a call to arms out there for any of the other pieces that anybody knows about, specifically the buildings. We're looking for buildings. Now, we know where one is, and I, I, don't, I certainly wouldn't want to. This is where one is. <laughs> Somebody's doing the exact same thing we are, <laughs> love, and the whole bit. Um, so it's not one of those, like, I don't want to pull anything back from anybody's home or personal collection. But if anybody knows where anything is where it doesn't seem to matter or isn't being loved or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's just a thing. Yeah, we are going to have a use for it soon, and we would very much like to uh, put it all back together. It's a late-night playset. Let's that, put the late-night late, late, late playset back together. Uh, Iron Giant. We should use Iron Giant probably as the, as the, uh, the analogy here. 
That's a good one. Um, yeah, so so that's the thing. Uh, if anybody knows where anything is, please get out, uh, reach out to us. Um, for a long time, there were some buildings in a, a, a like an art loft for a school somewhere, and they weren't really being used. They were like in the background. Stuff was leaning up against. Oh, you know what I mean? Cool. Like anything like that, or anything. Blah blah blah. Uh, please reach out to us. Thanks so much for that. And then, Mrs. Ryan, we should conclude that with Dave Watch 2019. <laughs> Gosh, a lot of talking today. Let's Here we are. What's up. <laughs> We're into September, Mrs. Ryan. Yes, we are. Dave Watch. Now, Monday was Labor Day, so we'll just give that one. Today is the third, correct? Yes. So we'll give an X here to denote that Dave is not here. And then this over here is the sixth is Friday. That's circled as well or squared. I see. Now, do you know why that would be squared as well? It's not not when Dave's going to be here. Unfortunately, we don't know that yet. Although it's possible. There's still is a it because it's your birthday? It's because it's my birthday. Now, we don't celebrate the whole month, as we mentioned before, but it would be very nice to have some sort of exciting news on that day. So I'm just saying, putting that out there in the world. All right, guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, We're very, very close. If you watched last week, we, we have, we've made the progress that needs to be made uh, to have the right people uh, communicating and looking at us and blah, blah, blah to see if this could actually happen. But uh, there you go. Trying to get Dave on the show. We'll see. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. I think I know so. it's going to happen. Know it's gonna I don't know happen. when and where. And, yeah. You know whether it's here or when we're down at the PEC. And then we should bring that up again too, Mrs. Ryan. Just real quick before the news, uh, anniversary month for the Los Angeles Porsche Experience Center. Uh, we are going to be doing the show for a week of shows from down there in Carson, down at the PEC. Uh, as it sounds, I think we're going to figure out the details still. But as it sounds, I think we're going to be in the gallery, like Top Gear style, like right in front of uh, you know everything. Um, so neat. It's, it's incredible for us. We're very excited at the opportunity, um, and we hope that you'll all be there uh, when it happens. So that's it. No- November, the Porsche Experience Center anniversary, third anniversary. Unbelievable. Third anniversary. Yeah, Congratulations that's, uh, on that alone. It's awesome. All right, Mrs. Ryan, I've talked enough. It's time to ask the question that's on everyone's <laughs> mind. <laughs> What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> There was a ton of SNL news lately, which, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But the thing I took away from it is that Leslie Jones is bringing back Supermarket Sweep. What? She's going to executive produce and host Supermarket Sweep, which I think came on in the 60s. But I oh saw it. I didn't know that. I saw iterations of it in the 90s. And 80s stuff. and the 90s, yeah. But it started It was I think, uh, paired 65. with Shop Till You Drop, I believe, for, for a while there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were doing, um, I'm going to tie this into late night just because. When we were doing, uh, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I stumbled into the supermarket suite set one time when we were working on Sunset Beach at NBC, which is now Burbank <laughs> Studios around the corner, in what became the Jay Leno, Ellen Studio, all that stuff. Uh, it was Fresh Prince and Saved by the Bell and Sunset Beach for us at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I stumbled in there and uh, they set up a real grocery store. Like the stuff, a lot of the stuff is uh, f- fake, like on the higher shelves and stuff. But they genuinely do it with real coolers really? and everything. They set up a real grocery store with the, and they had all the things down, you know, like to keep it cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. It was crazy. Pretty crazy. I'm pretty excited to see what Leslie does with it. So is she going to host it? Do we know? Yeah, she's going to host awesome. and EP it. Awesome. So I'm she's so, so funny. She, I'm such a fan of hers. Yeah, me too. Um, so this is something I did not know. Firefighters did. I'll, I know it's it, everything else is animals, but I had to do the Leslie thing. Um, 
firefighters in when I was growing up, it, like it, we made fun of the old school, like saving a cat from a tree and the you blah made fun blah of that? blah. Well, my I say my dad was a firefighter, so we didn't make fun of that stuff. But I would understand somebody else making fun of it because it does. Uh, my we, yes, we did because we're jerk. So whatever. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'll, I'll say it. Um, but there was a sea lion that got caught in a fishing net oh, this weekend, and it was a, a the guy in Sausalito somewhere in California. That's but the other a, side of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge. A fireman, though, is the one that saved the sea lion and cut the fishing what line. What did you do? Did you get in the water and the whole bit? Got in the water. He Bravo. got a paddleboard out, and got, the sea lion came up on the paddleboard Bravo. to be like, Thanks for offering help. And I was it drowning. Was, Thanks, it was man. So cool. Wow. To see. Is there video of it or something? Yeah. Oh, awesome. there's video. But like, it just it, look, expand what you think people do because yeah. there's always another part of like of humanity that goes along with their job. So firemen do save sea lions in California. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know. Bravo. So kudos. Plus, sea lions are awesome. They're so cute. Um. Okay, I read something last week, and I re- I didn't put it in the news because I was like, "This is crazy, and it will never happen." Oh. Uh, miniature horses are emotional support animals. Apparently, they're oh, okay. they qualify. And uh, the what I read was, and airlines are uh, supporting the emotional support animals and horses, mini horses. Mm. I didn't think anyone would fly with them, but someone flew from flew from Chicago to Omaha with one. Okay. They're like two feet tall. Okay. So apparently it was really well behaved and it was a really good service animal thing where it like reminded her when to take her medicine and stuff. So mm. there's other uses for Wow. That's awesome. Things. So you might see a little mini horse in your plane. Don't freak out. I'm glad you uh just brought that up. Please Oh, are you done? that's not it. One you? More. Oh, okay, please go ahead. I'm gonna look something up while you do that. Um in my last animal news for today, <laughs> <laughs> there is I, I I don't read all the current stuff like about the hurricanes because it's not done yet. So like I, I'm just thankful that none of my family is directly affected. So I'm leaving it at that. But there was a woman in Nassau that rescued 97 dogs. Mm. Wow. She's like the islands. Nassau, who knows? Uh, down in the, yeah. In the Bahamas right. from the hurricane. And she runs like a, a an animal rescue place down there normally. But oh, like, okay. So she's already in tune. She's already she's in probably tune. already equipped to, you know. It's like helpless voices or something. Like voiceless uh, my, She animals. probably has a lot of the equipment and stuff and the knowledge already necessary to yeah. take on this task. Yeah. So she rescued 97 dogs. That's amazingly awesome. So good. I mean, it just because it sounds like because she has an animal place, but like it, she did it in her own home and she brought them in. And like, I just love her for doing that. Like, yeah, that's whenever, super anytime neat. you hear these stories, you know, the fires out here or the flood somewhere else and, and you know, you just, the, the pets and the animals. and Oh, my goodness. You just if you're. If you, if you care about that stuff at all, which we do very much, uh, oh, it's gut-wrenching. It's just gut-wrenching to think about. And then when you see, you know, some, some human out there doing good stuff like that, it really warms the heart. Yeah, that's, it was awesome to read. You're good, Mrs. Ryan. Very nice. Thank you so much. That's been What's Going On. Good job, Mrs. Ryan. Thank you, I'm going to bring it back just for one second, though, because... Uh, quickly, you brought up uh, the horse thing, and it made me think uh, of somebody whose name I had to look up very quickly. 
And I just want to say something about uh, Teresa Porto is a Porsche driver. Literally, that's her name, actually, on the Instagram, Porsche driver. Um, and she's a TLG family member and uh, and a car we see out there a lot. Anyway, she um, basically the two things in her life are her Porsche and her horse. Her horse of 17 years passed away yesterday, and it was just gut-wrenching. She posted a picture of a hoof saying, I just lost my friend of 17 years, and it just... She's an awfully cool lady anyway, um, and you just hate to see anybody go through something. So, Teresa, we're thinking about you, so sorry for that, but we'll take a minute to compose ourselves. Uh, also, this is completely separate. Magnus Walker was here on Thursday talking about uh, how important do you think it's going to be for a car manufacturer to break the 300... Happened. It happened. I was Shut watching... Up. Yeah, it happened already. It's hysterical. We were watching it this morning on uh, one of those things, and a Bugatti, uh, one of those things, 304. No yeah, Sure way. enough, so there you go. All right, Just one moot point. Yep. <laughs> well, no, but there, there you go. They're the first ones to do it. So that's it. Caught up with the news. Mrs. Ryan, we've gone way, 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 way long. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. Uh, it's time to take a break now. We'll compose about the Teresa Horse situation. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get Matt Levin in here. We're going to switch some things around. Uh, Matt Levin will be in here sitting in that chair right there, one of the real David Letterman chairs. We call that the Chris Farley chair. Why? Because he rolled, <laughs> he rolled off the set in it a couple times. <laughs> I'm you so guys are gonna love him. You're gonna love to him. him. <laughs> Matt Levin in here in a few more minutes. More to come right after this. <laughs> Mr. Bill. It's hard for me to imagine. If you want to start, I'll, I can. Uh, we can talk about this stuff. We, we can that. talk about anything and everything because we are not very formal here. That is it. We are back, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Sitting here with Matthew Levitt. Oh, you oh. are just. A, it's a. I'm, I feel like we've all lit up a little bit seeing each oh other. Oh my god! Again. Oh, the this feeling is, is so very mutual. Exciting. It's such a lovely reunion. I, I've known you guys for for so many years, and you are just. First thing I have to say is I can't tell you how much I admire you guys for doing this because when we first met. Uh, I've known you longer, but when I first met you, it, it, we talked about, oh my God, there's someone else who knows who Mike Douglas is. There's someone else who <laughs> wow. knows, uh, you know, I the talk shows. And it was it was amazing, and you had such a passion for it. And I remember us talking about it. Yeah, you should, <laughs> would you ever consider doing that one day? And the fact that you've not only done it, because people often will do it, but you've done it to such a high level oh, and such you, a caliber man. that is so beautiful. The fact that you have this sacred furniture. <laughs> And I'm just looking around because I do theater and I'm like, wow, you have built this unbelievable theater in here with this incredible lighting design. It's a microscopic black box theater. I've worked in smaller. Really? It is is incredible what you have accomplished. This is I I can't tell you how how much I admire you guys. It and, means and a world, uh, especially coming from you, uh, given your background and everything, and being oh. born and raised in Los Angeles, for goodness sake. The first thing I do is I always look at a lighting grid. Every time I'm in a theater and I look, I'm like, oh, my God, there's lighting. Look at this. It's beautiful. It's so funny you this would say is, that. The because... LEDs is like, wow, this is nicer than some of the – This the lighting grid is definitely nicer than some of the theaters I've that's worked really in. That's really funny you certain. say that because that's where, of course, I put the attention because I know what – Everybody knows we're doing yes. this out of our home, right? Right. So, uh, but you wouldn't know that if you looked at that picture right there to your left. You wouldn't oh, yeah, know yeah. that. I can't look at that. I can't see myself. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I don't know how you. We do were that. looking That's at ourselves. That's the hardest part. <laughs> I could never do that. I don't know how you do it. I can't hear myself. I can't see myself. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the worst. That's why I, I write and direct. I can never act. I just don't want to be uh, ever, ever, ever looking at myself. <laughs> I apologize well, to all of your viewers. <laughs> no, no, you're amazing and awesome. Thank My you God. so much for the compliment. Thank you, we and very this much is this it. is stag- and for all of you who are watching this and who can't see, this is 
unbelievable. Thanks, man. What it's accomplished. Really, um, really is. And nobody would ever expect it to be here. It's kind of just in this oh, little nook inside is, a condo, inside a Toluca It's incredible. Lake. <laughs> it's incredible. It, I mean, you, anyone who comes into your house to be blown away yeah. with what you've accomplished. I, they I'm, just have to be. And if they're not, then there's something terribly, terribly wrong with that I'm person. Pr- I'm very proud to say that they are, but I'm yeah. also very proud to say that that's one of the reasons I did it. Yeah. Uh, I had no, no experience other than my little high school stuff, which you saw before. Right, I right. had no experience in front of the camera. I've been mm. hosting stuff since I was born. Yeah. <laughs> I used to host beauty contests. I never told anybody this out here on the show. Oh, wow. I used to host beauty contests here in Los Angeles. Really? When, when, when I first moved out here, I got hooked up with somebody who was producing wow. these beauty. I, like, I hosted the Miss Burbank. <laughs> I hosted the Miss Southern California contest. Or, uh, con- yeah, contest. You got stuck with this sort of... I did like he's the guy. four or five, maybe six of them. Yeah, a handful. Once wow. you get... Once you... I did one and it went really well, and they were like, "Oh, well, you're gonna." And then the name goes out to everybody. I mean, that sounds like such an adolescent dream come true—to host a beauty pageant. Like, you got to host Miss Burbank. Well, but hang on, some of them were like Miss Teen California and stuff like that, so it wasn't that sort of uh, that sort of thing. Just on paper, you can sell that as something that's incredible. I used to host a burlesque show. I used to host uh, different nights. You know what I mean? So I've always been hosting, but we needed to get good yeah. at this because I wasn't good I was, I, well, I was over the hump of being afraid to do it that yeah. wasn't an issue but I wasn't good at it. <laughs> well, you are now and, and one thing that you have which you can't buy or, or, or develop is you have a great voice oh thanks man you have this great baritone that's perfect for this medium and that is something that you just have a natural gift for that is something that I'm envious like a great voice like your Again, it's like it's a great nice. voice we, uh, I'd like to <laughs> take this opportunity to thank our sponsors Telefunken for giving us fantastic audio gear. It's definitely their gear. Uh, Again, you said you don't think that you can learn it. I think that I did. I obviously always wanted to do this. I always wanted to, clearly. Right. Whether I was honest with myself and everybody else or not. I clearly always wanted to. um, As evidenced today. (laughs) Uh, I think that when we first started doing this, you talk about not being able to see or hear or watch yourself. Yeah. Those early ones, even to, I can't stand oh, sure. doing it now, but even the early, uh, the, especially the early ones where it's like, what are you saying? Why are you saying it? <laughs> but you need that. You need to write terrible poetry in high school to then write I'm talking about less here. terrible poetry later in life. No, I, I would love to it's, say that this was high school. I'm talking about here when we first started doing this. We were in our so, You need to, creatively, you always need to, to, to get the wheels going. You need to get uncomfortable, right? You need to be terrible first. Yeah. You need to start terrible. You can't start great. Well, what yeah. I wasn't willing to do, though, was be terrible in front of everybody. So we never, mm. like, pushed the PR button on getting this scene. Absolutely. We waited, like, a year or so before we even considered interviewing people to push that button. Interesting. And it was, I think, me getting over the hump of being afraid, me getting over the hump of being honest with my shit with David Letterman from way back sure. when. You know what I mean? I don't know if you even know that story still. I don't know which story I do the know. The microphone story? Tell me the... Can, no, no, is it a story you've already probably we'll told? We'll simply so send you a say, link. Yeah, we told it a year ago. Please the microphone link. Late show 25. Um, <laughs> one year ago today. <laughs> one year ago, yes. Wow, Crazy enough. But, but it is... The voice is great. Thank it's you. It's like I remember uh, Chris Isaac once said that voice lessons was like being tall lessons. Oh, wow. You, as you, in you, like yes. there's no point? As in like you're either tall or you're not. Right. And I think you either have a great voice or you don't. And you can obviously refine it. One of my dear friends is a, vo- a voice teacher who teaches voice to the actors. And I'll give you that. You Maybe that's what that. I've done over the last year is just refine it into so. what we do. But there's a natural talent. It's great. I also went to broadcasting school, Matt. But let's talk about <laughs> that another time. Yes. 
<laughs> How'd you have time to do all of this and the I beauty took, pageants? I took what was an eight-week course, and I and used the... and I used tapes from this show when I was wow. a kid. Doing this show, this is me. You can look up there now. It's not you. Good, good, good. Uh, oh, great, great. Uh, I took tapes, tapes from that stuff when I was a kid, I and love this. and I got a scholarship to the uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah. So, but it was an eight week. It's not a big. It's it was not. Uh, and I hate. It was awful. I was already working really? at Thirty Rock. All this stuff will be covered in the. You'll watch it. I, I want to talk about you. This. Let's talk about you. Okay. <laughs> I've dazzled and amazed you enough, I think, hopefully, for you, today. Well, now I want you to oh dazzle and amaze me. You write, yes. you direct plays. We I were do at theater. Your, hang on, I, this hang is on, where hang everyone on. is going to turn off, probably. It's like, oh, theater, let me get no, to no, the. In that no, case, okay. then let me slide in one more yeah, late yeah, night yeah, sure. thing because this kind of blew me away. Yeah. You and Mariah were kind enough to invite Mrs. My wife. and myself yes, yeah. to your wedding, ironically. Yeah. She was not your wedding at the, at the time, but yes, yes, at your wedding. Ten years ago? Five years ago? Eight years uh, ago? Nine years ago. Nine years nine ago. Years ago uh, next month, yes. Uh, spectacular event. But what was so neat to me was one of the performers. Can I say this? Can I say who? I'm trying to think what it was. Go ahead, but I, I, I'm this not This performer with. sang Mariah to Mariah. Sang Mariah. Oh, yes. Can oh, I bring that up? Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> yes. I'm going to our friend's wedding yes. at a beautiful place in a, in a beautiful locale and mm-hmm. a beautiful part of the world. Exciting enough, right? Oh, Wonderful sure. people there. We know we're going to hang out with. That's exciting. Everything about it's great. We're going to send this joys to Kate. And it was a very small wedding. We really yeah. only invited people who were very near and dear to us. We we really thank kept, you. It was like seven like seventy people. We wanted to be very small, very intimate. and how yeah. you did it. It was all in one place that sort of oh, you moved sure. areas to, depending on what it event was. Just it was just at a house, and it was lovely, and uh, it, it was like you know I you make, to make it sound sure. a little smaller than it really was. It was at a house. Maybe it, it was at a, it was a beautiful house. It was a big house. But uh, I wanted to make sure there was only like 70 people there because I don't want to have a wedding where I don't get to talk to my friends. Oh, good for you. That was sort of the, the that point. That was why. We all had flip-flops. It was so cool. Oh, it was very – It was a great was wedding. But, yes, so I know we get was, to yes. a point where now they're married and now we're doing speeches and stuff and everything. And then uh, the uh, a, a very good friend of the bride's father mm-hmm. – gets up to, to say a few words and to sing a song. And to anyone else, that was this was the bride's father's friend, whatever, you got it. To me, <laughs> it was one of the most famous faces I'd ever seen or known about in my life, yes. in my life, because of the stuff that I'm into. Yes. Ed Ames, as in from the famous tomahawk throw on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, we have little nods to Johnny all over oh, the yeah, place yeah. here, sang Mariah, the winds of Mariah, the, whatever. To, uh, the, they to, call the wind Mariah. Call the wind Mariah to Mariah. Yes. And that voice and that man, mm-hmm. is he still alive? Yes. That's amazing. He is. It's amazing. Because this clip from that I'm yes. thinking of from Johnny Clarkson where he throws the tomahawk and it hits the sheriff in the, in the, <laughs> the crotchal region. Oh, absolutely. Region. It's classic. One of the uh, most famous. Any fan of classic television knows this. Of clip. all yes. time. So I'm just watching this guy and saying this thing and knowing that I'm going to get to meet him. I think we actually had already met him at that point. Yeah, oh, good. And it was just such a neat thing. But it was like a total bonus that for me, at least momentarily, sort of eclipsed the magic of your wedding. Oh, sure. Well, it was the last <laughs> yeah, thing in the world you expect. You at your wedding. To go to a, a wedding, you see your friends, and then there's Ed Ames with that booming, that even voice. at his, it's Mariah. I got some major points that day for <laughs> knowing you oh guys and showing Well, I remember coming up to you after and be like, up. what? You're kidding. <laughs> and I remember being like, yes, finally, the one person who would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really so was. glad. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my gosh, it was such a great day and night and the whole bit. That was a lovely wedding and and the whole Ed, weekend was Ed great. Ames, yeah, Ed Ames, it's incredible. He is dear friends with um, my wife's father and I can certainly understand why that's beautiful. not what you would remember from that day, but for me it was a very oh, sure. very big moment. Um, I I rem- it's I don't know what it is. Um, you just don't think about the past as much when you're at a certain point. Uh, perhaps I haven't thought about my wedding in God. I can't even think about how you've long. had a couple kids since. There's a lot of reasons that for that. True. You've well, had well, a lot of living since. A lot of life. We we all do. I, I, do you guys still? Because God, how long has it been for, for your uh, wedding and your marriage? Six six, six years, I think. See, exactly. You have to make the face. I had to make the face, too, when I was thinking how long ago was the wedding. Well, it's been five. This is the sixth year. This is the sixth year? It's like the first year of life is your first year. (laughs) I guess so. July 3rd, uh, 2013. 13. So, yeah, whatever that is. But you're right. We don't don't think about it much. Exactly. But nobody sang at ours. Nobody famous from The Tonight Show sang at ours. (laughs) We would have gotten to fly there. We should have. <laughs> All right, so that's covered. So that, that so that whole thing that's we bonded instantly. Oh, absolutely. But uh, even going to I remember one time we all went to the Magic Castle uh, and it was just like, yes, too. we all went to the Magic Castle and I, I, used to I love remember the Magic Castle. I can't, oh, I used to the, get we'll go again. really it's drunk the, at the Magic Castle. So. <laughs> it's one of the greatest places on the planet. And Agreed. We, we talked about We all luckily the late had magicians on the show all the time. And, Oh, really? Because of the comedians, yeah. Oh, well, there's such an intersection mm-hmm. of comedy and magic. Yeah. You know, there's if you can, but you're a yeah. member. You're a member. I'm a member. I'm a non-magician member. Right, but we went just with you and Mariah. Was it just the four? Oh of yeah, us? just the four of us. Uh, and we just chatted about late night television, basically, uh, all night. Well, it sounds it, like me. It sounds <laughs> yes. like me. But it's a it's such a passion of yours. It's something I, I really loved. Also, not nearly as much and not nearly as knowledgeable. But I loved watching like clips of the Mike Douglas show on YouTube, yeah. and I loved watching. Um, just yeah, old clips of Carson, Merv, old whatever. Things. Yeah. Uh, last time I went to the Magic Castle was for Uncle Brad's birthday a couple mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and I wore one of Johnny Carson's show jackets because I ha- had it. You know oh what I mean? Like he was God. a magician of who course, also he's, a he's member. His picture is up there, of obviously. Course. So yes. I wore one of his jackets, and it was you know from his own Johnny Carson oh, line back in the day. Unbelievable. So you open the little thing, and there's a little patch. Did inside anyone and... recognize it? No, but I showed everybody. <laughs> they were all loved it. Place everybody loved been... it, but you wouldn't. It was just a tweed, old fat. Oh, know, I see. Nothing, I see. Nothing it didn't fancy say, like, about Carson the and rhinestones or something. No, it was Got literally it. just a jacket that he had worn on the show. Oh, that's incredible, though. Yeah, he's below. I mean, the the like Cary Grant and Johnny Carson oh, and yeah. all these great people yeah. we know from other media loved magic and did magic, and their pictures are all up there in those caricatures, and it's it's an amazing. Place. I don't think I've ever been to the Magic Castle and not not seen Jeff Altman there, who is also a, he's a comedian. He's a magician. Oh, okay. He's a Letterman fan from way back. Okay, he's familiar to me, but yeah. I forgot he was a magician also. They're just oh, it's oh, when yeah. you, you mention like know. that that's the atmosphere. In fact, oh, sure. the the backdrop that this is a, a, a nod to, yeah, the old fashioned uh, silhouette, you know, downtown, oh, yeah, beautiful downtown Burbank. Back- beautiful. Uh, <laughs> the the backdrop behind the Owl Bar mm-hmm. is Johnny's <clears throat> actual backdrop. From, that's what I remember from right. when the show would uh, come that's out to Los right. Angeles before they moved here permanently. That's Isn't absolutely that neat? I totally forgot about that. So I mean, it's all covered by all yes. the other stuff, but if you look behind the glass, like carefully, it's you can see all of basically this and that's the thing you have to because there's so much eye candy at that place yeah. that it's tons you, you of souvenir stuff so do you still go regularly not right not as much as i'd like i, I do still, you still go, live in the same place oh yeah I'm, I'm, okay. i live close to the castle but uh 
I, I at least like anytime Steve Valentine is playing the castle, I will be there. He is the all-time greatest magician in the universe. Okay. So and he he's, <laughs> it's a very rare thing. So there are a few people that I will come out for, uh, no matter what. Uh, but Castle is somewhere I always love to go. It's yeah. just there's nowhere like it on the planet. Agreed. And it's right in Hollywood here. And gosh, so, what a so special awesome. place. Uh, and the history, the it's history, incredible. the people that have gone through there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. old Hollywood too. Oh yeah. And there's a great picture of actually that intersection of of Hollywood and Franklin Highland. You talk about uh, the one where you're looking up the street at. Oh yeah, it's like from 1901. And just like you know, no foliage, right? It, yeah, just what it is now, a hundred years. It, it, it's incredible stuff like that all throughout. Um, what are the most incredible places on the planet? Well, having grown up here, and you live in a, a, I can't remember if your house is historical or not, but it certainly is old Hollywood. It's old, but not historic. Okay, I, I think, which but it's is definitely surprising. that old Hollywood feel. It's like though. from the 20s. It's one of those uh, 1920s. Uh, houses and it, it is kind of weird that it's been around for a hundred years and nothing interesting has happened there. <laughs> so you would think well, you it, you're there. around long enough that something like, like I said, you don't want but, it to be like some crazy murder house or something. I you know? was thinking that like who lives in the Manson house or who lives in you know those. Well, there's homes. one around the corner from who, you. There's that Hollywood murder there's house. There's a few right? of them. Like it's not Griffith the Park. one, but it's a. It's one of the lesser Manson. Ah. You know, it's not the one like when the, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, that's the Manson house. Um, do you still is do you still have a famous neighbor across the street that we that we know a little bit oh, as well? No, our comedian he, neighbor. Funny Love guy. him. He moved. He did. He did. Can we say his name? No. no? Okay. <laughs> Very famous comedian that you all would know. He's uh, the best. Used to live across but the yes, street. He and moved. Uh, he flies. So well, I don't want to give it away. But so great. We see him from afar from our pool sometimes. Oh, really? In, yeah. In the in the flight path that he takes with the equipment that oh, he flies. Funny. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, that's funny. No, but do you guys like work out and them. stuff? Yeah, we would work out together because he's very into grip strength. And so he as t- are you? told me, no, Is that a I thing? Kung carpal, Fu grip? Carpal tunnel. I have the worst grip in the yeah, universe. Yeah, me too. You have carpal tunnel too? Well, and we have so much grip. in common. That's yeah. crazy. The worst grip in the yeah, world. The worst superhero. I, honestly, I would be, I'd fall off every ledge. I, I could not, if, if like the child was falling from the burning building, there's no way that I could lift them up. Onto the thing. There is zero chance that I should do that. But I'm so happy I can, because you, you're a tall guy. You look incredible shape. You're like, I'm not at all. You, you I'm don't, tall. You don't, it's all, you don't seem like you would have poor grip strength. It's all, it's, I am all, I am a big facade. Just like this room looks massive on television. <laughs> I am a big facade. No, I need a shoulder surgery. Really? I need a ba- neck and back it's since, I, since I was 16 right. years old. There's so much physically wrong really? with me yeah. that oh I my have God, to keep I look it all together because the, she, no, because she's falling apart, and there's no there's no fix for her. So it's one of those like I got. Who am I to say like, oh my shoulder hurts? Uh. That is true. <laughs> I take it for granted because I say it all the time. <laughs> it's not like I get sympathy, but but I say it. It's just I'm used to it growing up that way. We just you know if any ailment is is bugging you, you say it out loud. Is that true? Is that how you grew up? Oh, why? Sure. why? Are you Jewish? Oh, oh. Yeah, that's yeah. a Jewish thing. It's <laughs> so funny because you. Well, I remember. Uh, when uh, Mariah and you first became friends, and my wife Mariah and Nicole shared an office together. <laughs> oh no, kidding! I and forgot. The last, awesome. Your last name was Shabbat, and so oh, oh we don't tell anybody. Shabbat. No, I'm just kidding. That <laughs> was for you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be totally stopped my heart. I felt like I felt like a penny's worth then. No, it's great. But I remember like Mariah would would tell me like, oh, um, this famous actor came into the thing and just shouting Shabbat Shalom, yep. Shabbat 
Shalom. That's not just one. That's everybody. Oh, no, it was just did like that. everybody. It just seemed to be thinking. It was just shocking. Like, oh, it's not a. So for anybody yes. else, imagine like an entourage type. But when they're going to Ari's office, you know, all the gangs coming in, mm-hmm. and then like, oh, her, she's going to be at the end of the hallway somewhere where Ari's office is. They're, just yelling, they're just yelling the entire time as if uh, Lloyd, 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 or they're just Ari, yelling. Where's Shabbat? Shabbat. But I'm and the equivalent. Just, and then, so I, I, I probably started just complaining to you, just assuming that you were, were of the same tribe. Everyone thought I was Jewish. It's so funny. I got a lot of calls on Fridays. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shalom. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to talk about you since you yes. brought up the childhood and stuff. What got you into being interested in theater? How did you become a playwright? How did you become a director? Like all of that Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Because you're, you were talking about my passion before. This is something you are incredibly passionate about. Yes. And it is also infectious. I love it. As, and you were saying you love theater as well. I just, I came up through theater. I came up through teching theater. Right. I did a little bit of acting, but very, very little in high school. And then the rest was tech. And I was just fast, because of David Letterman, I was fascinated with all of the oh, it's stuff, amazing. the yeah. lights, the on-air sign, well, the microphones. The application shows that you know what you're doing yes. it's a, a lifetime dedicated to it this is the oh, result sure for me it's it's sort of uh, i don't know i think at some point someone tells you you're good at something mm. and it feels so good that someone thinks you're good at something that you just want to do that over and over and over again because yes. you want people to tell you you're good at something it feels good over it feels good and at some point someone told me i was good at writing and i remember like in high school i went to harvard for the summer to study there and I, they didn't have a uh, Everybody screenwriter. Everyone, had, everyone got that? <laughs> just dropped it really quick. Harvard! When I was a- <laughs> Look it up! <laughs> they didn't have screenwriting, which is what I was like, because movies are the cool thing, and right, TVs, right. they didn't have t- TVs, they, all they had was playwriting. Wow. And so I was like, fine, I'll take playwriting. <laughs> and it was another case, it's like, I had a lovely professor who's like, you're good at this. I want to submit your this play you wrote in this class to this Stephen Holt Sondheim thing, and I was like, Whoa. sure, do whatever you want. Because uh, you're not, you don't. That's care. great. Because well, right. I was just a moody teenager who just was. Uh, I think I was probably desperately in love with this girl and didn't love me, and <laughs> my world was horrible because of it. And you know, that was the priority in life was just focusing like, on that. Screw LA. I'm going to Harvard. <laughs> Hot, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Just to deflate, but I, I did not get into Harvard, the real Harvard. It was just the summer program. Uh, uh, just to deflate. So, so then she submitted it, and then like a year later, I was like uh, in college, and I just got a letter out of the blue, like, congratulations, you've been, uh, you're a semifinalist in the Stephen Sondheim, da-da-da-da-da, here's a review of your play. And I'm like, my what? Because she had just submitted it for me Whoa. and everything. And it was one of those cases like, oh, okay, well, maybe... The, Maybe I'm okay at this. You know, this is something I should. And even then, it took me a while to sort of get my get my head around well, the fact it's that it's not what you wanted, right? Well, it's just not. Was it not sexy? As it wasn't for a sexy. Yeah. yeah, it just. Uh, even though I always loved theater, I always went to theater with my my mother and everything. Uh, it wasn't sexy. And then um, was there? You mean out became, here? Oh, sure. Is, we'd go does, to see the Pantages, or we go. To I things. know it's all touring shows. Exactly. Though, to me. You know, I know I, it's we all the breadcrumbs. No, 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 I don't mean it that way. No, but no. when we when somebody says I, we saw a lot of theater, that means like we saw two shows a week. To me, like where I grew oh, up. Oh no, we would also go to New York because I had a lot of family in New York, so we would go to Broadway oh, and things. We would okay. see. Uh, real wonderful stuff. Born um, and raised out here, but you were not glued to the soil. No, but TV, you know, I, I worshipped television growing up as you did, and, you know, that was the thing. Uh, there's a, a dear friend of my mother's, uh, this guy, Del Shores, who's a very famous playwright. Uh, that's what made was the turning point. Like, he uh, did a show out here, 
uh, called Southern Baptist Sissies that ran for like a year and a half. And and seeing that was the eye opener, like, wow, this is actually incredible, how it impacts people on such a personal level. Um, so it was the was, result that got you. It wasn't even his application of what it, it was the result of his application. Oh, it was both. You, well, oh, the, play, the play is just a masterpiece. Okay. Uh, and just what you what he was able to accomplish with theater was really for me like, oh, I could, not only uh, do I want to do this now, it's like, you know, I, I see a path to it. I see how effective it is. I see the beauty in it. Right. And I see the, I guess, the appeal of it and, and the difference between television and theater. And that's sort all storytelling, of right? It, it's all storytelling, but absolutely. there's different, there's different, I guess, almost bullets you have to hit. Oh, sure. And it's, you know, theater, theater's tough for, for audiences because theater, every other medium, TV can easily fit in your life, uh, especially with streaming. It's like, I have my lunch break. I can watch 20 minutes of Netflix. Oh, I see your Netflix. point, yeah. uh, Even movies. I just went to Angry Birds for the third time with my children. <laughs> and... Um, during the half, halfway thing, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I tell my wife, I have to leave. And I have to go to the Apple store or something. So I went out. And I, you just walk out of a movie. It's not a big deal. Or you go to the Especially on the third pass. Absolutely. <laughs> that was enough. Uh, Angry Birds for me. But, uh, Angry Birds 2, I think, too. <laughs> it's, it's the second one. It's the second one. I've seen the first one, though. It's a, a lovely franchise. Um, but every other sort of medium, there, there is an escape. There's It, it fits within your... Your life theater, you can't leave. You're trapped. There's no like, excuse me, excuse me. I'm gonna head out during a show where you Al also Pacino have to get to it, right? You have to get yourself to it first. And that's another thing. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, it's playing at one pocket. o'clock, three o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock. It's only at this time you gotta get the sitter. You gotta get the. It, it's an endeavor. So it, you have to plan ahead. You have to go. You're trapped. It's usually long. Yeah. And it is a commitment. You can't. You can't look at your phone and check a text. You can't look. You can't in a movie. Or that to me is the escape. That's what I like about it, though. It's you that's have why I to love be, the black boxes that you create these little environments the that, that then the audience forced. also is in exactly immersed you're, in. You're they're forced. The audience is forced to basically interact or just zone out. That's their two options. Right. Uh, and I've seen both. <laughs> yeah, I've seen meditation. Exactly. Sure, people and that just happens. people just gla- glaze over. I will certainly go to something and if. if you, I'll just think about like a fantasy football draft order or something. You just you, you go somewhere else. I've been. I don't blame them if that's not their thing. But there's something about that that no other medium has your attention right. or demands your attention. Even a concert, you'd be like, "These guys suck. Let's go to the bar." Uh, you can't do that at a show at right. a, in theater. And uh, there is a, an, a very intimate relationship with the audience because they're there and they are accept. They're surrendering their options to this production. It, there's something very cool about that. Uh, the whole idea of a black box theater is mm-hmm. what you just described to me in that it's a sensory deprivation. You're mm-hmm. only yeah. supposed to see what the creative wants you to see. Mm-hmm. That's why many of them even have the exit signs glossed over, you know, gelled over, mm-hmm. even though that's a fire hazard and stuff, because like it's they're They want you to have their focus and tell their story. Sometimes there's only pools of light like we do in here, you know, little tiny, oh, sure. all sorts of different things. But it, it just, it's such an interesting way to, uh, deprive the audience of all of their other senses mm-hmm. their like you said their phones and all of that stuff but also just what they see what they what they're around mm-hmm. it you know creates I mean? put, the world put the blinders on yeah yeah it's oh, pretty yeah. interesting really neat because you you can't it's like the rules of any movie you know mm-hmm. like the minute anything is broken you're like i'm out mm-hmm. and so with theater it's like you're immersed in that world so you guys have an incredible responsibility 
Oh, absolutely. To not suck because yes. you are not allowed yes. to look at your phone. Yeah. Just basically. And, we, and we're forcing them to look in this direction. <laughs> absolutely. You are forced to deal with this. It's like, if you want my attention, you better yep. dance, motherfucker. Well, you got to earn it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And there's something <laughs> and there's something to it, just the great respect of like you, you, what we were talking about earlier. You take this room and what you create in this sort of uh, faux black box yeah, as no, you created. But you create something that's impossible. And that to me absolutely. is Absolutely. And that's beautiful. Because nobody would ever mm-hmm. believe that what we do mm-hmm there on that screen takes place in this little room right it's absolutely it's, it's not really possible it's one of the it's magic oh it's, it's TV magic. magic it absolutely is pulling that theatrical magic is even cooler because you're in the room mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like close-up magic oh sure like th- there's nothing to hide behind really because they can see the lighting grid they can right. see uh you right. know most of the aisle they can, i can see the guy next to me i can see every you can see enough that They're not going to be able to fool me. Exactly. Whereas TV and movies, obviously, it's, my God, it's so sophisticated that mm-hmm. you you are completely fooled that I think I'm in Narnia or Harry sure. Potter world or whatever. Where's he live? Your know. words do that. I've seen some mm. of your plays. Oh, Your you. words transport me as a viewer, audience member. Oh, thank you. I, it, I remember it, totally that. Yes, seriously. I remember you came to, to Boomerang Effect. Yeah. Yes, I do remember that. You do great oh, work. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Did we come to Boomerang Effect? I think because I've been to. I was going to say one, I think that was the one you you came as well. Okay. Yes, there was one in West LA. Uh, uh, yeah, there was so one in the Valley. I think there's been there's been a bunch. I think there was a blue building that was very like abstract looking oh, building the, in West yes. LA that I think is no longer there anymore. Oh, it's there. Oh, it is still oh, there. Okay, sure. the Odyssey Theater. The Odyssey. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's an. Institution. I love that spot. It's a great theater. Yeah, it really again is a perfect black box. It's beautiful. That's it's uh it's one of the bigger ones in LA also. Um it's it's Was that boomerang effect that we saw there? That was. That was okay. um so. that okay. was a fun play. I still a cast of 10 and all 10 of them are still like dear friends of mine. Cool. It's that's and, and that's another thing like we're talking about building a community. <clears throat> you know, I I know zero about cars. I've had the same car for 10 years. <laughs> as long as it runs, I will drive it. But <clears throat> I can do you still have Absolutely. the same matching cars that you guys used to have? Actually, we, we you had the it's same. Funny. I you got had different models Lexus. of the same car. Yes, let's talk cars. <laughs> yes, I can talk cars. I got a Lexus uh, okay. ten years ago. Yep, uh, three fifty. It's great. I, lo- I still love it to this day. It's ten years ten years old. Hundreds. They had just done miles. that really sporty like upgrade to it. I remember. And then, so my wife loved it, and she got sort of the same one. Sort of. Just like. The same one. Just color. Mine is, yeah, exactly a different color. Uh, 250. Oh, right, right. You she know, didn't have the sporty, the full loaded like, up. You know, That's right. So she, so for like, like a hot minute, we had a, you know, your, your, your listeners and viewers know. Uh, so for a hot minute we had like matching cars and it was kind of adorable um but it it was literally only a few months because then we went to this restaurant on hollywood boulevard uh for dinner and we were sitting there and we heard a huge smash i forgot about crash and uh i went outside and her a bus had just smashed into four cars that were just parked out there just she smashed into it and rise from one of the cars and her car was absolutely totaled. So like, that, de- like destroyed, like destroyed. Totaled. <laughs> thank the, God you weren't in it kind of thing. Thank God no one was hurt. Cause yeah. we went to the bus driver who was just sitting there texting and like, what happened? And the bus driver said, I wasn't paying attention. Wow. And I love the honesty. that was the end of the car. I love the honesty. And so, yes, it was very short lived, but there I guess was I a, forgot that I knew that. I knew that the we, end of that. Yeah. 
was a sad, tragic end to, to that car. At least it was the 250. We called that car Sweet Ride because I think Raya went to some publicity <laughs> event and the valet person said to her when it was brand new, like, that's a sweet ride. <laughs> and so she was like, yeah, we'll call it Sweet Ride. And I think Sweet Ride only lived two months in this world. Oh, my gosh. It was Not, much sad. Not much at all. Not much at all. My car is named Goodio because that's the license plate. Goodio is hang rocking on. after hang 10 on, hang years. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Because that's the license plate. You make that as though the DMV gave it to you. It you did. chose What? Yeah, that's the car they sent me. It says Goodio. It's not like spell. It's like you use the letters to, you know, uh, sound out Goodio. But Goodio was such a lovely name. And oh, it, it's a six instead of a G. Oh, no, it's a six GD, you know, then you sort of. Gotcha. You make it, you make it your own. And then. So Goodio's rocking it. Uh, Lexus, and, and sort of when I got the Lexus, I was like, I'm tired of cars breaking down. What's a car that doesn't break down? Yeah. And Lexus I remember this seemed conversation. to be, yes, it was, they don't break down. They're, they're actually reliable. And I'm still loving it. Ten yeah. years later, it's over 100,000 miles. It's, it's still great. That's awesome. Yeah. I it, test drove a Lexus because of you fine people. <laughs> oh, and did I steer you in the wrong direction? No. no she ended okay, up good. Beamer, but we did, we did go drive one that time. Yeah. Oh, how funny. That was, yeah. gosh, ten years ago at least. It was a long time ago. Oh, that's <laughs> great. It's probably brand new, but brand new, and you love yours. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so oh, funny. It's so funny. Did you ever build a TARDIS into your bedroom office? I. That's my dream. Um, Doctor Who fan, obviously. Yeah, a TARDIS uh, is the uh, the uh, what do you call it? It's the, like his car, basically. Yeah, it is basically. Yeah. But what do you call it? A emergency? <laughs> not a phone booth. It's a, it's a yeah, emergency it's a, call box. Um, yes, which is sort of I think the I guess I don't know. In the like, '60s, in apparently in London, they had. Emergency call box. I was going to say into. British. Yes, it very. sounds okay. Very. It's a blue yeah. box. Did you it's never beautiful. know uh, Doctor Who as a kid? Even it was no. on PBS when I was a kid. No, I, we didn't watch anything mm. like that. Did you watch the Tom Baker years or the, no? I never. I never. I only watched those ones because it was on when in the days when like oh nothing else is on and you could turn the thing. You know? <laughs> oh sure, sure. So I would watch that stuff. I was on when I was a kid. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. So I remember I it. I remember the coat and the whole I, thing I and think time it, travel. and It was awesome. Oh, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's been a sine wave. It, it's, been, it's had its highs and What its I was watching lows. was not high quality. <laughs> yes. Like it was not, I mean, I, even as a kid, I'm picking yes. through like, oh, okay, but that's where they were last week. And you know what I mean? Like I could you see, see the you know, tentacles the, reaching yeah, yeah, and the, the same locations and, the, and all yes. You could tell it was a very low budget deal. Absolutely. Uh, but that didn't change the storytelling or the adventure of it for me, which I enjoyed. Oh, sure. And there, there are some spectacular ones from the old, the, the, the scripts were so good that you forgave some of these special effects. So did you always love those? And that's why one day we were visiting oh, and no, you brought yeah, me yeah. the obvious in my dream would be to have a, and I was like, why don't you just build it here? And then you just open the door and you're in your yeah. office. Cause if in I the had your abilities. I would <laughs> really, I absolutely would. I don't have your abilities. I know my shortcomings in life. I wish I, <laughs> I could build. I mean, some well, people I mean, have actually built the TARDIS. Yeah, thing. sure. And, and I think, you know, you There's could probably do it, kits sure. online. It, it's one of those comes down to it. I don't know. Would my wife let me? She probably would, actually, because she's yeah. a wonderful person. She would totally uh, dig but it. But would I want my wife to have to look at a TARDIS door every day? Uh, we thought it didn't. Don't you remember? We figured this out. Yeah, you we could always do it, it on out. the inside, coming out. <laughs> yeah. Inside the office, going out. That's then you've got a TARDIS in your office. Here's the issue. Is is that office is now my son's room. Oh, right. So of course. Oh. It was my office. So it, there's... It's different now. Yeah, Exactly. I have a, a very small TARDIS office. TARDIS is blue, though, isn't it? <laughs> I would say TARDIS blue is its own color because it's such a gorgeous, aesthetically pleasing thing, the TARDIS. But yeah, it's like his, his car. And he loves it. You know, as some people do love their cars, as I don't have to tell you guys. But I meant you, though. For you. I, mean, I love it. A TARDIS... 
Is yeah, it more no, what it symbolizes than the actual thing, than looking at the actual I thing? I think it's just aesthetically beautiful because I actually don't want – I haven't watched a show in years uh, anymore, but I still – like on my desk, I'll still have like the little TARDIS mug. Uh, like Craig Ferguson had that on his desk. I remember that. Yes. I was trying to think who He's had that. He's a massive fan. So I remember when I used to watch Craig Ferguson show, there would always be Doctor Who references and TARDIS. What did you think uh, of that show? Loved it. Yeah? I loved it. I stopped watching it um, after a while. Just um, It was too late. And yeah. Well, you started having kids, too. Exactly. And so I, I like Colbert Report was always my all-time favorite late no night kidding. show. Colbert Report, I think, is – because satire is something oh, that nobody does. The, well, it's hard to do now. It's impossible. It's, well, yeah. it's, it's, there's no climate you for satire. You can't do characterization. It's all gone. <laughs> you can't. But it was the time and place was perfect. And he was, the, I think, was one of the most brilliant shows ever. But yeah, Craig Ferguson was great. Do you watch the Colbert current late show? No. I'm yeah, not, I don't either. I'm not up late enough. No, even if you were. Yeah, I mean, it's on I, all the time in your phone. Yeah, I just, it's there's too much. there's too much content that yeah. supersedes it. It just does. I find all those shows have become versions of the same thing, and I have no interest in watching any of them then. Not even just one of them. There's not really a difference. My point. Yeah, aesthetically, content-wise, it's it's very much so cut and paste. I don't know if that's a network thing. I don't know if it's sort of. I'm sure it's a uh, marketing fucking values thing. Well, we've we've done the research, and if you have the desk on the left, you get uh, one more viewer because it's more familiar than the one on the right. Oh, sure. It's so silly. It is, and it's and to me that's not how you do it. Oh, well, you know what the, I, mean? I gotta say, this is such a comfortable setup. I love this because oh, I get man. to look at both of you, and I know usually the uh, you know uh, not I was gonna say Ed Ames, Ed McMahon, <laughs> the Ed McMahon <laughs> is sitting here. And you have to keep turning and back, and there's yeah, like, we don't know, do that. Those, uh, this is perfect. It's better, right? It's so conversational. It's so we did like two episodes that way, you. and we saw that this was it was ridiculous, and it was we both needed it. Also, it, oh, it's it we so needed to be more equal, like being here at the desk. Oh, it's well, it's perfect, and it's it's more inviting. It's less, you know, Thanks, jerk. Man. It's probably why Chris Farley fell because he's probably having to look at someone. <laughs> we tried a bunch. Although of he stuff. would have been the first guest, he would not be like. I guess he's looking at Schaefer over there. <laughs> We're the, actually that was one of the the booking producer who who put that segment together is the one who would tell him to do that stuff and we're still trying to get that booking producer here oh, he, he's tremendous. his own executive producer showrunner guy now but yes we're still trying to get callison right mm. yeah it's so funny god the stories he could tell yeah right my god yeah it's gonna be fun wow uh plays though i want to find yeah. out more about you and plays and it yeah, didn't sure. just start at harvard and then you, you got your thing into the thing and then <laughs> that started it and you're like oh i'm gonna do this now i did shakespeare was the first thing i and i still do uh shakespeare i learned i in college just is that important to you? Love. yes for some people it's very very important to it them. is one of my it's the greatest it's my all-time favorite thing why is it just his writings is it the language it's a you weird have a love thing. of language right it, it's if you love words there's nobody better. Um, this, it's it, just it, his it really wordsmithing. Is, That's what it is, right? It's everything. It, it's sort of the perfect, if you took a cauldron of all the ingredients of what resonates in all of human beings and you put it all into one pot, that is Shakespeare. It is the poetry. It's the language. It's the storytelling. It's the flawed characters. It's the relatable characters. It's the He's really the first writer who brought that third dimension to characters. Um, hmm. He you know, there's a great book that sort of um, by Harold Bloom that's, you know, Shakespeare invented the human in literature. Like before then, everything was very two-dimensional. You know, you were this character, you were the jokester, you were the right. um, the king, you were this. And there was, it was, you know, very much so. There was... 
So he brought the complexity? He brought the, the human complexity to... Of like good people do bad things, bad people do good things. Uh, yes. There's is this, no black and white. Exactly. It's not, this isn't the hero, this is the villain, this right. is the comic relief. It's this is far the, more complicated than all that, just like real exactly. life. Exactly. You determine, yeah. every person determines for themselves whether this character's actions is justified. Um, it really, and it takes work, which is what I love about it. It's sort of, if you love mysteries, if you love puzzles... It's work, and you have to sort of sit there with your dictionary or, you know, uh, terms, and you have to sit there with your, your things. You have to go line by line, and you have to dissect oh, what I does see. it mean, because there's no stage directions. There's no guidance. There's cliff notes and things, but you don't want to use those. You want to figure it out for yourself, and so you... you you got to do the deep dive yourself, right? It's such a joy for me. Deconstruct. And, uh, oh, absolutely. It's, it's like a puzzle. It's like a mystery. It's, you're reverse it really engineering is. a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's so fun for me. At least for me, and I, I think the majority that's not very fun. It's very academic and and dull. But for me, it, it's such a discovery every time because it's just this Elizabeth this language that is not ours really, and and you go through it and it's beautiful. It's just aesthetically, it sounds great. Yeah. But you sort of you go through it and you determine the meaning for yourself. You determine what am I going to edit? What am I going to cut? Does this character and and you get to really inject so much of yourself uh, and i think shakespeare is such a template for people especially artists to just infuse themselves in it and i want to do something about the war i want to do something about immigration i want to do something there's always a shakespeare play that you can, you can pull from absolutely and wow. um it really is an incredible so it's a resource building block almost as well uh, absolutely um and i think that's what draws a lot of people especially theater people to it because you you can find so much of yourself in it and you can use so much uh, of it to apply to modern circumstances and without uh, coming off as sort of cliched or um, well, you're almost talking about it more of as a philosophy than an actual uh, you know what I mean it's it's it's, it's more grand and, and maybe even grandiose than than I was thinking of I th just this guy and his work I think yeah I think that way obviously um, uh, I have a theater but, company now that is really a Shakespeare based theater company that can we talk, um, talk about your theater absolutely. company? Absolutely. Uh, What's called it called? The Sixth Act. Okay. And um, why? What does that signify? Every Shakespeare play is five acts, and a friend of mine, uh, Joel Bryant, came up with it. The Sixth Act. I'm like, yeah, this is what happens I love after it. the nineteenth like, hole. I love why not? it. It's, it's exactly absolutely. It's the nineteenth hole. Um, so so yeah, and we are basically Shakespeare based. Uh, we'll do mostly Shakespeare, but things are Shakespeare adjacent or. Um, there is a Shakespeare adjacent term I was oh, not familiar sure. with. Shakespeare adjacent, I would say, like our first major production we did was called An Evening of Betrayal, where it was heavy, but it was amazing. Uh, we took uh, my partner, Lisa Seneca. She, she came up with this wonderful idea. Uh, what was her name? Lisa Seneca. Lisa Seneca, okay. So it was Harold Pinter's play Betrayal, which was written like 1970s or 80s, I forget which, um, which is sort of um, this great English master who... His writing was all about lack of language, uh, mm. what goes unsaid mm. in language, uh, what we say versus what we mean. The between the lines. Exactly. And he's brilliant because that's really, really difficult to, to accomplish. And he, he's great. And then, so we, and that plays about an hour long and it's fabulous. And so she paired that with Othello, which is oh, obviously whoa. also about betrayal and about infidelity. That's and heavy, things. yeah. And using the same four actors to do first, first act is this. Harold Pinter play Betrayal and the second was this four person Othello so it wasn't like strictly Shakespeare but Shakespeare Jason I would say there's wow. Shakespeare infused uh, with to show sort of this juxtaposition of these two 
masters of language writing 400 years apart and Wild. this theme of betrayal and how does and it it, it was incredible. if you're into it it's just magic it's exactly like. but it like it 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 expects and demands a lot of the audience mm-hmm. whereas a lot of mediums don't and i don't mean that as a slight it's it's no, great you don't get to check out you have to be able to check out yeah i agree i with love you. that i can just watch something for 20 i love comedians and cars getting coffee and i can just watch it for 20 minutes and love it and then get on with my day and it's great but stuff like I that. I like deep dive is, ingestion myself, so I think diving. that this might be yeah, absolutely. Appealing. So makes you think a little bit. It sounds like yeah, I like that. It forces you to. Well, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we were talking about before. Stretch it out. Stretch it out a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Try to find and it's tough because Shakespeare's been around and has been famous for four hundred years, and people have pretty much done everything you can with it. So to try to think of things that haven't been done when it's been a four hundred year run is a huge challenge but when you pull it off there's such a payoff mm-hmm. um and there there are still wonderful ways to look at it that i don't think anyone has because modern thought keeps evolving and you can always apply that but that is always the challenge and always the goal is to find new ways in these incredible plays to to make them more relevant or, or more uh, appealing to an audience or, or rethink them um, you're fascinating already, and you're so stinking smart. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, are you on social media at all? You didn't used to be. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, still not. And not like in an angry way, like, damn, it's ruining <laughs> all our lives. <laughs> never, you weren't on Facebook back in the day never, or anything. I'm so. Never your jam. I Never my jam. I, I think I had a live journal in college where I just probably complained about a girl who didn't like me. <laughs> that seemed to be my teenage years. But that was the extent of it. It was just, I have no interest in it. It's not like I fear it or, or despise it. It, it's just no so. Interest. Why aren't you on social media? <laughs> no interest. There's nothing that appeals to it. I mean, but I think there are people who love it. Um, <laughs> my wife loves it, but yeah, that's, no, that's the best clip. What's really nothing? But I think there are people who love it. Yeah, <laughs> good point. There's a few of them, but uh, yeah, I just I, there's nothing about it that appeals to me. That'll be an Instagram story. You probably don't even know what that is. My wife right now it would be if I was saying this thing like, oh sure, but I'll look at my Instagram all the time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like yeah. So. Well, you've had lots of friends like that in the business. The husbands never had it, but they would just. I'll just use look at hers. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what pictures she's posting of my children. And uh, yeah, I'm just curious, but because I like photos. How photos are you, beautiful kids? How are they? They're pretty beautiful. Yeah, They're you have beautiful. really good-looking kids. I appreciate yeah. that. You know They're that very, to be true, though. Kind of, also, yeah? I do. It's like well, and I don't mean like Seinfeld, breathtaking. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like you have some adorable kids with adorable little reference. faces. They do. They look and, uh, like, and they are their own faces. This is going to sound very self-deprecating, but it's not meant to be. Like my children look nothing like me. And they're gorgeous, and I really love that they look very. My I don't wife know is if Irish. I agree with you, but they I look very Irish. See Mariah's they're, eyes and stuff. Oh, yeah. they're so much like my wife and her family, and they're very Irish looking, and they're sturdy. Because I was sturdy. always, I was always very <laughs> sturdy and skinny growing up. You know, for my son is like a tank, and it's like the, that makes me the happiest thing in the world. Oh, that he's like you, you know, do this, genuinely mean it. Firm in his oh, foot. Oh, absolutely. Like you know, he's just great. How build, you thought you know, I was. Just, Oh, I still think of you, sir. There's nothing that you can say that cannot make me think of you as this adult. I'll talk to you later. Exactly. Uh, how do you feel about this? Do we cover the mm. stuff you wanted to cover? We've been talking I'm for a just, while, believe it or not. We've, we're, oh, we're time done. is fine. We, what happens when you see wonderful friends you haven't seen in a while? I know. It was just catching up, my God, up, really. it's such a joy to see you guys. Same. And I, I cannot reiterate enough. Like, this is – what you're doing is something I admire so much. When people – do what they are passionate about, not only do it, do it so 
well, so beautifully, and so invested. Both feet, yeah, jumping. You know, that it's not just, you know, oh, on the side I like to sew, or on the side I, you know, this is... this is what we did. You see that you pour yourself into this, and you see the results of that, and it is a real thing of beauty. I I just, my God, congratulations, I admire it so much. This is amazing. You're going to make me cry now. I'll take it. Amazing. You're awesome. You're awesome, and you're awesome. <laughs> and it's so good to see you guys. <laughs> well, when can we see? Well, we'll do that off the air. But I would love mm. to see Mariah and your beautiful children. We will. I mean, we will we get it together. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't do much anymore. We, evenings are usually out, and uh, you know, energy and going out into places. Likewise, rough, but, we but don't but do we much. We come over anymore. your home anytime we can, we're invited, or you are welcome we'll here come, anytime. We'll get some lunch. Beautiful. We'll do what we'll figure it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. But it is a joy. It's um, good to see you guys. Well, please give love to everybody over there. We'll Mrs. do. Mrs. Ryan, what do we have tomorrow? Tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. Tomorrow's a guy named Dave Waite. Dave, Dave, Dave a comedian. Dave Waite, and that is no affiliation with us who are waiting for Dave. Correct. Okay. I was going to okay. say no affiliation with Tom. No. Oh, Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Tom Waits. Oh, <laughs> boy. I love that. Love Tom that Waits guy. is like, did you know your, your name was a sentence? <laughs> he said that that's a yeah, so that's one of his bits uh, but yeah t- I guess Dave Waite is more like an order <laughs> yeah Dave, Dave hold Waite. your horses Dave whereas Tom Settle Waits down, Dave. is a description uh, are you a fan of Tom Waits huge huge too huge. me too oh, really? that first album yeah man uh, closing, closing time, time yeah. give me a break every song he is brings me to one, tears he, have you ever seen him live uh, I've seen I've met him I've never seen him you've live. met him I used to work on TV shows where you people tell that would story come first. to us all the time. Before you put your, your buttons <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have you like met that Tom kind of... Waits? No, no, no. I mean like at a show. I mean he was I at know. a show that I was working on. And? I don't have the story because I didn't care at the time. Like, I didn't know who he was. Hey, it's nice to meet you. There's no like... The truth is it's not yeah. a good story because I didn't know anybody... When I was in, when I was working in like this, doing Rosie yeah. and Saturday Night Live and, and all that, I didn't... I was so caring about this stuff yeah, that yeah. I didn't give a shit who was on the show <laughs> all the times I worked there. I mean, everybody from Tony Bennett to Smash Mouth, I saw them all. Sure. Uh, you met Smash Mouth? <laughs> Hang on. Okay. <laughs> Holy Somebody. Shit. <laughs> 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 but Tom Waits is generally so one of those right. That was amazing. You are great. You are so good. Tom Waits. <laughs> I will tell you, when we ha- uh, we got to wrap it up. Oh, fine. <laughs> but what was the one with the uh, uh, Sugar Ray? What's the song? Oh, somebody. Da, da. No, 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 that's all. Smash Mouth. That's Smash Mouth. That's the only thing I think about is Smash but Mouth. But Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray nobody was, knew who they were. They yes. came on the show. They were there all day doing the thing. We heard, watched the sh- fucking song six times for rehearsal. <laughs> oh, then they yeah. do it on the show. And then the, and it was like we're, everybody worked there. We're like, uh, uh, this is never, uh, I just want to fly. Yeah. That oh, one. Yeah. sure. And we're like, <laughs> well, not going to happen. It's not going to work. This is bunk. Great. By the end of the week, it was on every radio. They mm-hmm. were the most famous band. They exploded. We were very wrong. Well, I'm very wrong. Fastball, about pop we culture were wrong all we were the time. Ro- uh, uh, I can't remember. I think matter. it's a good thing to be wrong about pop culture uh, a lot of the times. <laughs> History will prove you right. Yeah. Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug? You have any uh, events coming up or any uh, oh, no. dates or no. show coming out you're working on? Not a thing. This is, this is such a. Uh, we're starting to figure out our, our next season next year, but this is like my uh, writing time. Okay. This is my time to this catch is up why on you writing. Were actually available because yes, been I was to get doing you show after show after show, and it's finally time to write again. And I'm actually uh, so happy. I. I can now be on the show and, and catch up with you guys it's well anytime you're on hiatus please come back because oh, please. we would like to yeah. see oh. we didn't we didn't really 
we just caught up. We just chatted. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I would love to do it. Anytime you can suffer me, I will be here. Come back anytime. <laughs> Dave, wait tomorrow. Thursday, Brian Wolk-Weiss or Volk-Weiss. 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 I used to work with him when he was a manager. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that's it. I love you very much, Mrs. Ryan. Matt Levitt, we love you very much. I love you guys. Love your love whole you. family, Mariah and the kids. We love everybody at home. Please love one another. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> that was so much fun. And honestly, it's like, the setup is so brilliant. It's a, such a small thing that no, I bet you most people don't pick up on.